Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Chemda. And today it's just the three of us. <gasps> just the three of us. We could make it if we try. Oh, love it. <laughs> but we are going to focus on Andrea hey. now. Why? She has some crazy stories? I think she has all the crazy stories. And I think we've heard like sprinklings of them amongst our guests and like in the live show. That was one of my favorite Andrea stories. And, oh, oh, God. I'm like, please. I, okay. I'll meet new people or like, I remember we went camping, right? And Andrea just came back from, um, what was that hippie place you went to? Burning Man? Oh, Burning Man. Burning Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, and it, you know, we trickle in. So it's like the four of us around the fire and Andrea tells the story. And as everybody comes in, I make her retell the story over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. When, when my friends found a dead body at Burning Man. Yeah. That one was definitely for, oh! for the books. Yeah. That was just one. Oh, thanks for stories. just... <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's it? not, that's not even in New York. I know, but that's <laughs> even, okay. So we'll talk about that, I guess, another time. Maybe we'll do yes. like a secret podcast. Oh. oh, you mean Burning Man when I, I went to a strap-on-a-thon and I fucked two women and then my friends found a dead body. Yeah. You know, just a casual time. Yeah. Um, so we're like, okay, we focused on Tracy for an episode. We po- we focused on me and then we're like, we had the audacity, one of us to go, Andrea, you have any stories? That was me. That was me. I was like, do you have any I crazy was, stories? I was trying not to shame you. It was for me. That no, you can shame question. me. <laughs> you can shame me. I, before we start though, I want to say something about me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know you guys are like, what do you mean? Um, <clears throat> I, I did something super New York today. Mm. Uh, so what I've been doing in the morning, cause like, I, I feel like I am a productive person. Sure. But like, also I feel like as the, the workhorse females that we are, we mm-hmm. always feel like we're not productive enough. Yes. Yeah. So what I've been doing is immediately when I wake up, uh, obviously I subscribe to the New York Times because I mean, you know. Yeah, come on. I'm very, You're I'm sophisticated. Super cultured. I'm yeah. sophisticated. I'm a businesswoman. You take There's showers. Case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> you. You know, bustle yeah. and rustle. Like, you. All the, these are, I'm just saying like keywords for people to think that I'm successful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Midtown Manhattan, mm-hmm. briefcase, power suit. <laughs> blazer <laughs> shoulder pads smells of leather <laughs> tweed i'm right on top of that rose bento box <laughs> our lunch i don't know what a- <laughs> Bento All box things. was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, what I've been doing to really challenge myself, um, I'm not ready for the New York Times full crossword puzzle. Mm. I'm just not there. I'm just not there. You know, we know we have people that, you know, in our lives that do the whole crossword puzzle and they're just good at it. I've been doing the mini crossword puzzle. That's mm-hmm. about my speed this morning. Do you get um, points for spelling your name right? Ha ha ha. Listen. Do you go Trixie to Zini? And they're like, try again. Z-U-Z-Z. <laughs> I did it today. Is the word tanning bed? <laughs> That's a garbage Cannoli. man. Cannoli. <laughs> it's actually sanitation, but whatever. No, he's just a garbage person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. All men are garbage men. Yeah, yeah. Junk sure, gluggers. Sure, sure. I'm yeah, just yeah. looking for a sanitation worker. Right, 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 right. Which is a step up, honestly. Sanitary. From anything we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. Listen, stop talking about New York's strongest. <laughs> I That's can't. Right. 
I can't pass a garbage truck without thinking about you. I want you to know that <laughs> I, I bike, you know, has garbage trucks and I'm like looking at them like, but is it the smell? Their number. <laughs> no, I'm like trying to scout for you. You <laughs> no, know, I, I mean? always do that too. And especially like they, they take trips. Uh, they're called relays. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving you a little garbage man culture. Yeah. yeah um, so uh, sanitation, what they do, sanitation and, worker. Yeah. So the, this, mm-hmm. the seven to three shifts, which is 7 PM to 3 AM, they do relays. Oh, it's usually she like knows the, how to stock them. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's usually the newer guys. And what they do is they take the truck to the dump and the dump is in Jersey. They go over the George Washington bridge Mm -hmm. and they always go like the same route. So when I would be driving towards that way late at night, you know, it's like, Oh, these are the new guys. They're doing relays and they're alone and they're alone. You don't need a partner to dump the truck. Mm, Well, depends on what you're into. (laughs) You want to be their dump truck partner i hate yeah. you both so much <laughs> flag them down i'll, I'll let, go with you i'll let you jump the truck <laughs> do you need it you need a partner um, you want you what? want a hump and dump hump and dump i can't so uh, <laughs> you guys um so today i beat my uh my previous record of two minutes and 30 seconds this is a very mini crossword puzzle yeah, yeah, yeah. um to one minute and 32 seconds and you're welcome. Thank oh you so God, much. Tracy Impressive. Carrazzo. Yeah, we're yeah. New Yorker. Clearly. We're yeah, clearly I graduated in college. Pandemic. Yeah, so. yeah, I know, right? We're bragging about crossword puzzles. That's what our <laughs> I graduated college uh, June 28th with a 4.0 GPA, um, and it's really just made me so much more intelligent. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I see that for you. Tweed jacket, bento box, one minute, 30 seconds. <laughs> I see it all. I'm picturing it in my Wall head. Street Journal. Yes. <laughs> Forbes. I've been trading stocks. Oh, wow. Tracy, you're an adult. Yeah. 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 This is what I do. I'm a day trader. Should I put that on my resume? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. New York City lifestyles are so fast paced that we barely have time for anything. But HelloFresh has definitely solved that problem. You can get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can save time, money, and stress effortlessly because they offer convenient delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with your family. The recipes are super easy to follow, quick to make, with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. And HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and getting dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or even less. And you can save 40% by using HelloFresh versus shopping at your local grocery store. It's more convenient, too. The recipes are delicious and nutritious. There's a lot of variety. It helps you eat more sustainably. It's flexible to your lifestyle, and they are also committed to giving back. They have donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019. And this year, they're stepping up food donations to local communities amid the coronavirus crisis. I have had so many great recipes from HelloFresh. I have cooked chicken in a Dijon sauce, pork schnitzel, sirloin steak, and roasted garlic pan sauce. There are so many great recipes. And even though I'm a pretty seasoned chef, I learn new techniques every single time. And HelloFresh is just so amazing because you can go to HelloFresh.com slash New York 80 and use code New York 80 to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. So that's HelloFresh.com slash New York 80 and use code New York 80. So that's a total of $80 off across five boxes and free shipping on your first box. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So, okay. Enough about me. That was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's nothing. No, Andrea, it's everything. Yes. tell me more about you. All right. So <laughs> New York City. Um, You're a Canadian. So you came I, here for school, right? Yeah. I moved here when I was 19. Um, you know, bushy eyed, bright tailed, bright tailed. Oh, I thought you were going to say bushy crunched. <laughs> big bush, big <laughs> Canadian bush, blonde hair. I was a virgin also. That's a fun fact. Um, and still? Still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and I moved here for college. I had always known well i visited new york a bunch of times with my father Mm -hmm. and i really i knew i wanted to come here um just immediately you know a lot of guests have talked about like the energy and all that stuff but it really is true there's not a place that has 
as many you know I guess what I liked about New York is you could just like walk out the door and something crazy can happen at like any time of the day um, which is mm-hmm. so funny because um, I I thought that that is just what people thought of New York like mm-hmm. the, the grimy is so fun and the walking around with pizza in your hand like an asshole like I thought who wouldn't like this and then I, I met people who moved here and are like you guys live in garbage. I'm like, I know, isn't it great? Let's go out. And they're like, no, this is garbage. So I think people have one of two responses. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm finally living in it. Or like, oh no, I don't see the sparkles on the street at well, all. I'll tell you that um, I did a documentary for Vice about my OCD and the besides uh, terrible comments about me, the other comment that people leave is how could she have such bad OCD Mm -hmm. and such germophobia and live Mm -hmm. in New York City? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I grew up here. I don't know if I could have moved here. I don't know that. Mm -hmm. To be totally honest with you, like, I don't think I'm, I'm not a very adaptable person. Yeah. Well, you guys are, you guys are used to the pace of it. I think what you don't understand is it's about the pace. A lot of it's about pace and, um, once you live here for, I think probably around year three, I hated it initially. I hated it. It was so dirty. It was so loud. Everyone was so fucking rude. I was so Canadian and nice. Um, and adjusting to the pace, like w- w- the first few weeks, I would come home after a day of walking around and I would just pass out on my bed and be asleep. I would pass out and with all my clothes on from just being so tired from walking around so much. Like it's really just a completely different type of city. And there's enough, what I liked about it always though, is the anonymity. I think that's something that you guys don't realize you have is that you could like move to a different borough, dye your hair, cut it, get a whole new identity, get an entirely new set of friends and like start a new, you can start like 10 different lives. Yeah, but see, I feel like the opposite of that, to be totally honest with you, I think you about that. Here. Yeah, I think about that as moving somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like I think like, you know, if I moved to Ohio, I could do that. But like here um, and being here for so long, it depends on you as well. Like you have friends everywhere, you know, people everywhere. Like I'm literally, you know, bumping into someone that I know, you know, in a 20 miles from my house. Yeah. yeah. Everyone kind of knows someone. Sure. Absolutely. Especially in our circles. Yeah. Well, it's hard to even talk about it now, like with any perspective, because we're online now. So you're going to bump into people like physically or whatever. Someone's connected to you, Mm -hmm. but, um, Oh, with social media. Sure. Yeah. I saw that, like, I see what Andrea's talking about. Like, I remember when I was dating, there was one time I was dating, like, three guys, different, either they were in different boroughs or just different neighborhoods of the borough, and it didn't matter. It mm-hmm. wasn't, like, yeah. going to hurt anyone's feelings. I, I wasn't being, like, shady about anything, but they weren't going to run into each other. You're not and in they, small town USA. Yeah. No. no. That's, I, it wasn't going to be, like, too awkward. But then again, I, I ran into, like, an ex with his new girlfriend and, I didn't think that was such a big deal, but like she gave. Did it hurt your feelings when you saw Keith with um, Kyle? (laughs) I didn't know. I was just like, "Hey, what's up?" And and he's like, "Oh man, when you left, she was like, who the fuck is that?'" I'm like, "I don't. I'm not even fucking you anymore. No, thank you. It's not even small town. You like, I came from small town Canada, which you have to understand (laughs) is so different from uh, the U.S. in every way. Like, I came from Vancouver, more specifically Vancouver Island which is where I went to high school. It is a tiny little island. I lived by the sea, like a fucking- By the sea? Like a hippie by the sea. You know what I mean? I, I, Did you write poetry? So much. I was such an emotional girl. Um, I am not kidding. Was there only one high school on the island? There were two. Okay. Yeah. And so that's how big is- about. Okay. How big? See, I don't know anything about this area that you're talking about. And mm-hmm. I think that's also why it's confusing to like, you know, think like, you know, because I think that I live in small town USA because I live in like a neighborhood in Queens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Like everyone like knows two everyone. Blocks, two blocks from the Boulevard of Death. I don't right. like this. <laughs> but I'm like, everyone knows each other, right? Like everyone knows everyone and blah, blah, blah. But like you're in this place like, okay, how big is Vancouver Island? Like to tell us New Yorkers, me and him to Let like- me- let me look up the population of Vancouver Island so you can. But like, understand. what would you compare it to as far like, is it like one neighborhood? It's in not Long even Island? a borough. It's not even a borough. It's not even close. Um, I don't even, uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. Um, okay. Are there only homes? There are no apartment buildings. 
there are apartment buildings. There's a small city called Victoria, which we would like go to right. on outings and like, you know, get drunk at like the pub. You know, it's not such a small place, um, but compared to New York City, it's just also more pace. Like everyone's slow. Everyone's meandering well. <laughs> around. Like, like everyone's like, how are you doing? You know, what's your day like? You talk to strangers. You're, you know, it's, it's just not, it's a simple life. It really is. I don't know how else to put it. Um, people don't have aspirations to do things. Population the- is 870,000. <gasps> Oh, yeah. I thought, okay. <laughs> you thought 870 people. <laughs> See, I, what is that like okay. though? See, I don't know what that is like. It's just, it's just different. It's um, quieter. Um, you know, there's people don't have aspirations to do big things. I think that's what, uh, what always drew me to New York. And it's not condescending to those people. Like that's a lovely life. But for me, I, I moved to New York because I wanted to work in fashion and I went to Parsons, which is a design school. Um, and I kind of had this mindset, like in, in high school, I only applied to two colleges. Um, one was Parsons school of design and the other one was central St. Martin's in London. And, um, people were like, you're crazy. You didn't, you don't, it didn't do any backup schools. No one in my, my high school had ever applied to go to like a fashion school or anything like that. Um, and they were just like, well, what if you don't get in? You're like, don't, don't you want to go to like a liberal arts school, like as a backup? And I was like, why? I don't want to get a fucking English degree for no reason. You know, like either I get in or I don't. And then if I do like, then I moved to either of these cities and I, I got into both and um, the reason why I chose New York was because it was still in North America and because they gave me like a pretty sizable scholarship. So, oh, you know. so we almost lost you to London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was huh. close. Yeah. I heard yeah. London's like a pretty big city. <laughs> I, London's, <laughs> London sucks. I mean, no, London's fine. New York's just, there's nothing like it. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's like, to talk to a small town person and be like, yeah, I want to move to New York City and work in fashion. They're like, what? Right. Like that's like a pipe dream. That's not like a real yeah, thing. Yeah. That's them. not like a thing. It's like that get a job do. at the grocery store, yeah. get a job at some kind of like large retail chain or yeah. some office where you have you, security. I grew up here and I didn't know that I can be in the arts either, which is weird. Like I, I just thought that's for some special people that are picked to be. It's also um, for rich people too, to be honest. Like my parents were able to pay for my college. So I could have that type of like, I want to do this and you have the money to back it up. That's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. But I mean, people also come from the bottom to, you know, support themselves through the arts yeah. too and that's yeah. and that's a but that's a very new york thing because there's a scene here for it yeah yeah you know yeah. where you can you know wait tables and you know dress up like cookie monster hemda looking at you sure. uh you know and do all it of was those also odd- pocahontas <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> i was dora one time because i was the brownest thing they that's had. right <laughs> but yeah. it's like you know those kind of things um, are possible because you know at night there is this giant yes. art scene in New York City and it's like you're here for that and you yeah. can do it for free for a little while because you could have 12 other jobs because there's just so much to do. Yeah, I also felt like I did not fit in in my small town really ever. You know, I was always kind of considered uh, eccentric, um, mm. <laughs> shocking, right? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> intense. Uh, loud, um, mm. other offensive words for women who have opinions um, and want to live their lives on their terms. So for me, a lot of it was like, I get to go to this place. I get to actually speak the way I want to speak. I get to dress the way I want to dress. I get to be amongst people who have big aspirations and really want um, you know, everything that can be offered. Um, so that was why I came. Um, it's a it's a good way to come to New York um, with a school situation. Yeah, for sure. So that you're not thrown into now. What do I do? But when you got sure. out of school, you were on your own, right? How did yeah. you get your first apartment? What was it like? 
Well, okay. So my first apartment was actually during school. So first I lived in the dorms and we've discussed right. that a little bit here and there. Crackheads, you know, saw strip sex workers with boyfriends who made mashed potatoes in the middle of the night. Mm. It was such a shithole. And I, I met my first boyfriend and immediately I was like, I love him. You right. know, well, men are just so lovable. Yeah. Yeah. And he lived in Crown Heights at the time. This was Crown Heights about 10 years ago. Um, so Crown Heights is like very bougie now. Um, it's but not back- very bougie. It's, it's better. It's becoming gentrified, but I wouldn't say it's very bougie at it's, all. Yeah, I guess compared to what it used to be. Like Crown Heights I was- know. Some blocks are bougie. There's a block with like a Starbucks and a zhuzhed up market and- yeah. It's, it's on just, the way. I guess it depends. It's also a pretty large neighborhood. Very yeah. true. Yeah. I yeah. lived on 545 Prospect Place between Franklin okay. and Classen. If you guys need to center um, any yeah. mail from the past. Get me 545 Prospect Place between Franklin and Classen. Um, take the shuttle to the Franklin stop. Um, and I know. I had fucking shuttles. And I lived with – so my boyfriend and I were just spending all our time together. And him – so he, how old was he? Because you're 19 and he's I think he was 21, maybe. Okay. He was in college too. Um, and so I lived, I'm I was like there all the time. And him and I basically made the decision to move in together. And my parents were like, LOL. But like they weren't gonna stop me. You know what I mean? That's they cool. can. You're in New yeah. York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also they were like, Yeah, move in with your boyfriend. Let's watch this fucking crash and burn. Um <laughs> But you guys are still together, so that's funny. Uh, yeah, right. Um and, suck it, mom. Yes. Oh yeah. God. So I lived with him and his two roommates. And this is how I entered the music scene of New York City. So And by the way, I feel like that's very New York to live as a couple with roommates. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had that situation like it's normal. And I don't think it's normal. It's so weird. You're, I was also like the house marm. You know what I mean? Uh. Like there were all these like fucking college age musicians, disgusting, like beer pong all the time bongs everywhere okay wait were they disinfecting the ball every time they threw it uh, no tracy no tracy this was a filthy were they cleaning out the wait mm-hmm. andrea were they mm-hmm. cleaning out the cups with a brush when they would um change the beer like the little sippy baby yeah, that's beer? Gonna be a, no it was a frat house i basically lived in a frat house in brooklyn but i loved these guys like I you know I paid 400 a month me and my boyfriend split a room um we lived like 10 minutes from the park the bodega I could always go to and buy booze with my fake ID um you know it was that's just, how you know you live you, in a good place yeah yeah they asked you for ID and took your fake one sure totally did there you get them your library card <laughs> Uh, they they gave me there was a little hole in the wall Mexican restaurant called Javela's, which is now like a big restaurant in Crown Heights. Um, but we just kind of had like, you know, it was the first time I had total freedom over my own life. Um, and you know, I loved these guys would introduce me. They would take me to like DIY music shows. I would go to like punk places. Um, it was just this whole world that I had no access to. And I didn't fit in at my school. Like that at Parsons, I had no friends. They were so, people in fashion are so fucking mean and stuck yeah, up. They're very snotty. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, they bullied me. And so I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to go create this little world um, where. But we're like the coolest or dingiest or some kind of place oh. that you saw as a punk rock so enthusiast. I, oh, I used to go. So Will, this is back when Williamsburg was fucking cool. Um, so I used to go to this place called Trash Bar a lot. Love Trash Bar. Oh, Trash Bar was so. Trash fucking Bar was great. the CBGBs of Brooklyn. Yes, it, it's a two. There's, there's a bar in the front, and then there's a music like a like a little like sort of black boxy type theater space in the back um that's a generous term for what that was um and there was uh, a stage with a lot of urine in the back yes so much urine yes yeah 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 feet stick to the floor Uh uh-huh um and the my friends the the two guys were in a band uh the roommates so i would go see them their band name was condom pocket Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) 
<laughs> we've, we've spoken about that before. <laughs> and I Need would respect. just go. I thought it was hilarious. I would go to Condom Pockets shows. Um, yeah. And did you get to go uh, downstairs, which is was the green room? Yeah. <laughs> Can you describe what it is like to be in a basement green room at a rock club in Brooklyn? I mean, it's covered in graffiti. It's fucking hot and cramped and disgusting. It smells like men. It smells like there have been it men like there. Balls. Yeah, just like that. That men have been rubbing their nuts on mm-hmm. the walls for like centuries. Yeah, and then like the I remember a trash bar specifically. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that the the chairs in the green room were like the backseat of a van yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and like Uh the springs would stick you and like (laughs) people just like pee and puke on them and then you have to sit on them yeah Mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. i also smoke cigarettes in there a lot um you know everyone did yeah yeah there was there was a bunch of bars that had like downstairs secret rooms where you could just smoke cigarettes people would be smoking weed they'd be doing coke um so i was always down there. I was also like always, I was always dancing at shows, like thrashing my fucking body. People were like, is that girl okay? No. (laughs) And the answer is no. The answer is no. Um, And I also used to love to whip my tits out because I thought it was funny. If If you hung out a trash bar between the year of like 2000 and 2010, you definitely saw my tits because I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, how long, how long can I have them out for? Um, before I anyone more like that was the nineties for me that mm-hmm. I had a couple it I don't know why that's so fun. It's I guess so some fun. people can relate like with mooning. I wasn't a mooning person. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Just get so excited. You're like, yeah. And people go crazy. People go the crowd goes wild. Yeah. It's they fun. do. They really do. I also used to go to um there was a place called Market Hotel that I also went to, which was like a dilapidated hotel in Bushwick. And this so Williamsburg was still like a little shady. Mm-hmm. Bushwick was like, we don't go there. Yeah, Bushwick at that time was not. I remember going to shows there and yeah. like that's when like the shows were the only thing that was kind of like gentrified. Yes, yes. And it was like everywhere else around there was like hey be careful yeah yeah and i used to wander around that neighborhood wasted and people would be like you're seven feet tall in heels and you're wasted it's crazy i didn't get mugged but like market hotel was where um mgmt a lot of like the electro bands that were very popular during that time came up there and there was a guy named todd who was like this secret producer like if you got in with todd that wasn't his actual name but like he could help you you know gain fame so we would hang out at market hotel and like try to see if todd was there market hotel was an old hotel that was like dilapidated i think it probably was like an hourly motel that they turned into a music space and there was holes in the stairs um everything was diy like beer Mm -hmm. selling beer out of uh out of like a cooler um oh wow that's really no there's no setup whatsoever um but i saw so many incredible performers just like just like fucking I, i can't even there, you know, I see a giant fat redheaded clown doing like ska rock, you know what I mean? Or like, or like a, a like a, a barbershop quartet and then like a punk guy and then an electro DJ, you know, I was also like so fucked up for all of it. Um, but it was incredible. I just, I just would go, there was also a place called Death by Audio, which has since been sold, um, which is probably one of the best you know diy rock venues in new york city so i i was loving my life you know i was living with these boys what went wrong um you know a little bit of a little bit of the alcoholism um i also um me and my boyfriend that i lived with um our relationship about a year and a half into it we just were not we didn't like love each other anymore, but we lived together and, you know, we had this whole life together. So we kind of just had to like stay together for the apartment type thing. For the apartment, not even the children for the the apartment. Okay. That is the most New York city thing you've ever said in your whole life Mm -hmm. that we have to stay together for the apartment. Yes. Because we both paid 400 a month 
and and like we had our all our friends mm-hmm. together and so he was going to move eventually when he was finished college um he was going to move to um california back to california for after he graduated so we knew that we were going to break up eventually so then we kind of were just like living together half dating half not i was like wanting to fuck all his friends i'm sure he was also cheating on me whatever then oopsie doopsie someone gets pregnant um who was it uh me uh, oh, ding, 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 ding. Let me tell you something, Andrea. That entire story is such a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Were you in therapy at the time? No, and I shouldn't. I should have been. You yeah. should have definitely been in therapy. But I remember going to therapy like back when we were younger, when we had like such a busy schedule, mm-hmm. and you have like no transportation besides public transportation. And then you know you're so embarrassed when you're younger to be like waiting in an office. Yeah. And, you know, like oh god, I go to therapy, and there have been so many solutions. Now that we have, we have BetterHelp Online Counseling. I've been using it and I absolutely love it. BetterHelp Online Counseling solves all of those problems for us because we don't have to wait in an office anymore. We don't have to travel to an office. We don't have to try to find someone, you know, like who, who even, you know, is around us. No, I had no resources like this. BetterHelp is so incredible. BetterHelp is so amazing. And this is not self-help. These are real professional counselors. They are licensed and mm-hmm. they specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, mm-hmm. trauma. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. had, had any of that. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. So many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And this is worldwide. So even if you went back to Canada, if you traveled to London, you can still do BetterHelp online counseling. Everywhere. You can do a, a video call if you feel, feel comfortable with that. And if you don't, you could just do a phone call and your counselors are always there. You could text them and they respond with like really meaningful uh, responses within 24 hours. It's it, it's changed my life. Yeah. I will tell you that, especially me, because I hate going out. You know, there's been a lot of different circumstances where we can't really go out right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash New York. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. So everyone's going to therapy. Oh, everyone. You have to. You have you to. Have to. And, Again, and, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New York for 10% off. You gotta. I, I would have left this guy if I had I'd t- done better help. It's I so funny have though, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Because mm-hmm. this guy didn't, you know, it was a bad relationship, but we were, I was on birth control and then I took antibiotics and they didn't warn me. And so I got pregnant and I also, so I got pregnant. I took a pregnancy test early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came back negative because sure, like the pregnancy hormones had not kicked in yet. So you're um, on birth control and it's shows a negative. Mm-hmm. And then what I was a like, recipe to go nuts. Yep. And then I was like, yeah, but I still feel not, I feel like I'm definitely, I feel just, like something's clawing inside of me. Eh, I mean, I think we, I could speak for all of us. We've all been pregnant in this, in this zoom room. And let what do me you say, mean? When you know, you know. <laughs> I'll say I have, and I was like, "Oh, like it? You really do know?" You okay. Know. Have yeah. you when guys you admit ever s- that that could be? And you're like, "Oh, well, that's the only thing it could be." Yeah. Have you yeah. ever seen the movie "Don't Be a Medicine Style Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood"? Mm-hmm. Yes, a long time ago. Okay, so in that movie, um, one of the guys is fucking a girl, and he uh, blows a load in her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and then he lays down and they're laying in bed and she goes, I have something to tell you. I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, how do you know? And she's uh, like, I have eight kids. Yeah. He's like, I know. And I feel like that's so real. I mean, it's obvious yeah. that it's like a joke, but yeah. it is so real. It is real. And, and until you feel it, there's no way. You're just like, yep, <laughs> you know, you know. So I knew I took another test. Uh, guess what? I'm pregnant. By the way, I'm still living with all these guys in this like frat house apartment. So it's like now Andrea's pregnant. Like we're all going to raise it together. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was so. We're not going to raise it together. <laughs> they all knew. You know what I mean? They were talking about her boyfriend. They're all going to raise it have We have a house baby. Yes. And, and like. It's they, like if you would have gotten a cat. Yes. And they were all, you know what? It's funny. He was such a shit about it, but like the other guys would be like, do you want me to go get you something? You know, because, Uh so the reason why 
I, I was so much further along because I got a false negative the first time. So sure. I was so fucking pregnant by the time I- like, You were nine and a half months, right? <laughs> yes. You were so, crowding. So I was going, oh, so I was still going to class. I knew, I knew where all the private bathrooms were on the Parsons campus because I would go to throw up. So I'd be like, I'm going to class. I'm going to stat- statistics and then I'm running to the bathroom to throw up because I'm pregnant as fuck. I had morning sickness, all of this shit. Um, I, and like the guys would be like, how are you doing? You know, my boyfriend was useless. Um, and so eventually I got um, an appointment at Planned Parenthood in Borough Hall, Brooklyn. Shout out to okay. Planned Parenthood. Shout out to Planned Parenthood. Um, and the day comes along and my boyfriend is moving in like a few weeks. So uh we go to borough hall together we get there we're you know in the waiting room and they go oh you know i i we made a mistake i'm so sorry but your appointment is actually in two weeks and this motherfucker no audibly goes oh great so i don't have to wait in the waiting room (laughs) i go oh Oh, are you excited that you don't have to be here for it? Oh, good. Good. So did you have to wait another two weeks? Yes. We had to go home and oh then he God. and he left New York City. Okay. And then I got on the fucking train and by I yourself? went by myself and I went to Planned Parenthood and got my goddamn abortion by myself. It was so, I remember like looking at the office and being like, this ain't great. Listen, love to Planned Parenthood, the Borough Hall. It's an older one. It's not the, <laughs> not the cutest. Um, and, you know, I'm crying. I threw up afterwards. It was intense. I was also so, uh, there was a heartbeat. It, I was so fucking pregnant. There's a heartbeat. Like There's right always away. a heartbeat. Yeah, sure, heartbeat. sure. But, you know. A heartbeat means nothing. Like, no, no, I, yeah. I'm not saying to you. But- <laughs> It means nothing. I'm just like, I yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, but that's what they make you feel. Yeah, like, sure, oh, sure. That sure. heartbeat, and it's, it's not attached to anything. Yeah, so. yeah. No, no, no. We're baby killers over here at Only in New York. But um, so I, I get the abortion, and then I take the train home. I remember walking down the that's stairs. So That's more <laughs> punk rock than any trash bar you've ever been yeah, to. Seriously. <laughs> To take the train home, no matter how much that cab ride is. Mm-hmm. I bet, did you get a Starbucks along the way? Like, what the fuck? Like, no Starbucks. money. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. I had, I was broke, at, you know, and I, for, and I just like, you know, I was bleeding a little bit, you know, and all this stuff. Oh my God. I am sorry that you had to do that by yourself. Ah, thank you. You know, and uh, I get back to the apartment and I call this motherfucker and I'm like, hey, What's up? Because he still ha- he hasn't called me, hasn't texted me all day. Oh well, he was probably like busy, like doing the things. Yeah, yeah. He he, he he was waiting in a different waiting room, a la you know. <laughs> he went to the Planned Parenthood by him just to wait. Right, right yeah. in California. Right, 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 right. I go. I would love for it to be like. So I called him and said, "What day is today?" He's like, "Oh, of course, baby. I know. Happy anniversary." Honestly, he, he, that would have been more like he would have been trying in some way. <laughs> I'm like, "What's up?" And he's like. Nothing. What's up with you? And I'm like, oh. You should have been, you know, okay. So now here's where Tracy, this is, can I tell you what Tracy would have done? Yeah. I would have been like. Fly to California. Literally. And his car. Nope. What's today? Today is the day that I decided I'm going to keep it. Yeah. That would have been great. And that's what I would have said. Yeah. And I would have been like, I've decided to keep it and uh, I'm going to take you for child support. Yeah. Yeah. You graduated from NYU Stern. You're going to work in finance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, even if just for a moment to like at least try yeah. to hear his heart drop from LA. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then and then I would have never talked to him again and just yeah. made him wonder. <laughs> I wish I knew you then. Um, <laughs> so 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 he fully forgets. I'm devastated by this. I go to our bedroom where we lived. I lay on the bed. I'm weeping. And then I realized that uh, a friend- Your is- rent is $800 now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that why you were crying? Yeah. I was like, I hate this motherfucker. And I thought we were going to stay together rent. for the apartment. <laughs> ah, now I'm fucking bleeding out of my pussy. And I, <laughs> my rent is doubled, you piece of shit. But more importantly, my rent is doubled. <laughs> 
Okay, so then I realized my friend has a going away party tonight that I promised I would go to. I made a little. So you're like, all right, let me just wipe it up and uh, carry on. Truthfully, yes. I went to the bathroom. I put on a pad <laughs> for for the dribble coming out of my unborn fucking snatch, and and then it was a BYOB party. So Bring I bring your own baby, but you just got hey <laughs> dice. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dead. Much like Andrea's baby. I'm dead. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to this fucking party. I'm an alcoholic. I have to. Um, now so you're I, only drinking for one. Yeah, exactly. I'm unencumbered by this fucking <laughs> parasite. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's just me and the wine, baby. Gee, so why do they call us aggressive? I don't. Okay, I have no idea. I have no idea. God, I miss RGB. Go ahead. Oh rest in power um so so i have a magnum of wine in my purse okay and i'm leaving the apartment to go i'm bleeding out of my pussy i have a magnum of wine i have heels on i look great um i go to the elevator so many heels back then i get on the elevator and i trip and the magnum of wine smashes in my purse and there's wine all over this entire elevator it was like the shining I, I, did you it was on, red wine a red wine it was I been the, like i'm bleeding <laughs> it oh was on God. the walls it was on the floor it was on the floor to level that it was like sloshing around and i'm like trying to pat i'm like patting it down with what <laughs> your shirt her heels her heels I, i'm sloshing around She's sploshing. Yes. I stopped the emergency stopped the elevator. I run back to You emergency stopped the elevator? Yes. Why? Because I spilled some wine. Tracy, it was like a gallon of wine. It was Okay, so but you good. emergency stopped the elevator. <laughs> yes. You're just gonna that just means that you can't get anywhere. I like the door was open. The door was I emergency stopped oh, okay. with the door open. So then I run back to um the apartment i grab a bunch of towels now i'm on my knees covered in wine just trying to clean up and well I'm, isn't that symbolic and i'm crying i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm weeping i'm weeping like the, the towels keep the towels keep like just moving the wine around you're just mixing it up you're just mixing it with the elevator floor dirt yeah. Like, this is this is the New York brew. <laughs> was it a nice building? Yes, it was pretty. It was pretty nice. It was pretty. Actually, used to be. It used to be a hospital. Hilariously enough, oh. my building was a hospital. <laughs> well, and today it's a hospital again. Yeah. It, <laughs> well, on that day it was. Yes. I take out my my abortion pad. I start using that <laughs> to try to absorb the wine. I can't tell if you're kidding about that. I uh, know I, I am, but I mean, it's like, okay. it w- I felt like the wine could never be cleaned up. You know, in, in Hamlet, how he out, keeps out, wash- damn spot. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And he keeps washing his hands and he keeps seeing blood. It was, it was endless. It, it <sighs> took me like, it took me like an hour to clean <laughs> the fucking wine off the floor. And then I just had to go out and buy more wine and show up at my friend's party and be like, hey. Andrea, if you just you had an home, abortion, you know? yeah. if you just had an abortion, spilled and smashed your wine in my elevator, uh-huh. and then showed up to my party without a fucking party gift, I would understand. Uh-huh. Also, you could have stayed home. Come say hi. Yeah, if you're coming out. No, oh my God. Alcoholism, people. Alcoholism. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Sure. You, tra- you didn't have anything at home. You could have drank by yourself. I didn't want to be alone. To Is be that honest, why you switch to vodka just to like <laughs> if you smash it, it'll be clear. It will actually, and it also ev- evaporates very quickly. I there also smashed. I smashed a bottle of Jack Daniels on the street once. I've smashed liquor bottles all over New York City, but mm. oh, I that's also so fun. I all oh, it's so satisfying. But it it. I was also ashamed. I was ashamed of the abortion at that time. You know, I was young. It was still like, even though I knew the science behind it and that wasn't as, you know, satanic as people make it out to be, I still felt a way about it. So I kind of just like carried on. One person knew at the party, but no one else knew, um, you know, and I just, 
I just was kind of like moving forward with my life as much yeah, as I, I did could. also. I felt a way about it and I just wanted to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. And I went straight to work and it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I got that done. Now we move on. So I was like, why are there residual physical aspects to yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. Walking funny. The whole, it's not, I mean, when they're like women want or like, you know, uterus havers want abortion so bad. I'm like, oh yeah, we love we, them. They're our we, favorite. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't love abortion. So. No, it's it's funny though because the stigma of abortion that was, you know, back 20 years ago, 10 years ago, whenever it was, it's just so different now. And there's just so much, or, or maybe we're older and we know more, but I think there is just it's more different. education it's and different. more, yeah, more yeah. of a conversation about it. Yeah. Whereas before there was no conversation. That was something that like, you know, disgusting people did. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could agree with that. That yeah, was like of kind of, totally you know, the attitude. you don't, you don't exactly. Like you said, I went to the party and one person knew because I confided in one person yeah. because it's yeah. a secret because yeah. it's shameful and you made a mistake and mm-hmm. that's disgusting. And like, these are the things that always surrounded it. And now it's like, it's a little different. It is a it little is, different. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is healthcare. This is women's healthcare. This is reproductive rights. These are like the things that we've been fighting for, for so many years. And this is so important. It would and have it's... ruined my life. It would have ruined my life to have a baby with this guy who didn't give a shit. Every single, we would not be here right now. The no, three of us would not be here right now. Like this is just such an important issue to be open with. And you know what? I, I actually support people that don't support it at all just because you know that's their right to to not support it i fully but get that i fully get i'm talking about for themselves yeah themselves. for themselves mm-hmm. yeah but like I somebody's also, like i can't do that i'm like i get it yeah mm-hmm. i totally get it like that's your choice but um to not support like healthcare for women and reproductive rights for women is just the craziest thing to me. It is. Yeah. You know, it's insane. for men too. Like that dude was like you said, to scare him would right. be, I'm keeping it. So yeah. don't act like I'm, that's the thing. People act like we're the only ones making this decision. Yes. But this is, it always happens with a partner and that yeah. partner is always sort of like secretly putting it on you you know what i mean like they're not even upfront about it this is what you're gonna have to deal with and you know that as a uterus holding person you know yeah and i i wish that at the time you know for andrea for me for you for like everyone that's been through the situation it's like i wish that there was more support yeah Mm -hmm. i wish that there was more of a dialogue about it because it's just it's just not what you think it is no not at all and i remember actually um when I was throwing up all the time, I'm throwing up all over New York City. You know what I mean? I've thrown up on every train platform. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to faint, but uh-huh. right, sorry. Right, right. But right, sorry. But I remember <laughs> being sick on a platform and my boyfriend was there and he wasn't helping me. And some lady came up to me with like a plastic bag and was like, hey, sweetie. And I also was peeing all the time. I pee when I, that happens because I can't like, lose control. Right. Oh, yeah. And some lady on the platform was like, some tissue and a plastic bag and I never forgot that woman because it was like it's such a you know it's a stranger but do, New Yorkers do look out for each other in that way because she's a woman in New York City and she's like women I, I think in general yes yeah. people that have been through anything and it's just it's even like anxiety too you know mm-hmm. when you see someone and you've spotted that whether it's a stranger or not you know it's the, the typical like I'm crying on the train you know yeah. Yeah. When you see that and you've been there before, oh yeah. You lock you lock eyes with that person and you're mm-hmm. kind of saying like, are you okay? Right, right, right. Like what I'm not I in do- your business right now, but I can be if you want me to. Right, like you don't have to just tell me what happened, but why don't you look at me mm-hmm. and see that you're safe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I, I've been in like those kind of situations where I'm like, Hey, are you okay? Because you look like when I am not okay. <laughs> yes, yes. And and there was um when I was in Planned Parenthood, Brooklyn Planned Parenthood, all those years back, there was an older woman compared to me. I'm sure she was like 25, but she seemed like such an adult. And I remember we were sitting next to each other in the recovery room on like the shitty recliner chair. And she had, she had like a business suit on, you know, bento box, tweed, <laughs> blazer, you know. She- I know her. She's probably doing the New York Times mini crossword puzzle. Yes, she, honestly. <laughs> And I remember looking at her and she had a cell phone, <laughs> but like, it was like a, a star tack. It was like a razor or like a flip phone. Like it was that level. It was that time. And I just remember being, was so- it analog or digital? I think it was digital, but like, cause mine was analog at that early time. digital. 
And I just remember her taking a call from her boss. She's hello, businesswoman here. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember her lying to her boss. Um, you know, I'm laying there next to her. In the, and he's um, like, where are you? And she's like, definitely not getting an abortion. Where are you? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'll be, I'll talk to you. Yeah. Later. Yeah. And I remember being like, this is a New York city lady next to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like really? She was, she was at, she was leaving work. She had her fucking suit on. She was getting it taken care of. She was taking calls in her <laughs> shitty recliner chair. And that woman pushed me to be like, you can take the train. Oh, I completely oh, she's the devil. You forgot don't, no. this. She didn't tell me to take, but I was like, if this bitch with her cell phone and her blazer can do it, that like I have it she's in me. She's crunching numbers. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck am I doing? In I'm the getting- recovery room. <laughs> I had a 4.0 GPA. Okay. I got my work done, but I ran, I completely forgot about this. My abortion doctor was a, a woman and she was very, very nice. And when I got on the train, she was also on the train with me on the ride home. <laughs> no, she needs to leave. She needs to go. Are you okay? Do you need anything? I'm going to go now. We, we locked eyes and it was so weird. Cause it was like, we were you both- crying? No, no. I, I, I was just like, no. Nope. It was crying. like we both looked at each other like. Know you from somewhere. Yeah. What? It, hey. <laughs> what? Okay. Come what's here. worse than seeing your therapist on the train? Your fresh abortion doctor. <laughs> your fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did you clean the vacuum before you left or? <laughs> How are you guys out at the same time? I don't know. Because I think I took a really long time in the recovery room and it just happened. You were the last way. patient of the day. Yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. And and she was. And then I got. Honestly, up. she probably did five more after you because they don't take long. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. And That's so we, we just looked at each other in the face and it was just like, yep. And then she got off and, and then I got off. And uh, I hope that wasn't her stop because she was just being kind. <laughs> That's maybe, maybe. I, mean, I and I also have left. Like you can, you can go in between cars, which I have done. But yeah, ah! I'll, I'll. I know. I, every time I'm like, am I doing this? I know. No. You're like, How yeah. am I people, legally allowed to do this? People you're not. So you're not. That's not legal, <laughs> Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, she, <laughs> like, while the train is moving to go in between, I'm like, why do people do this so casually? I'm just like focused the whole time. I cannot like, look. Go cool go 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 go, go 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 go. Yeah 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 yeah. 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 It's yeah. almost like how people claim uh, they like climb fire escapes like nothing's happening. <laughs> yes, for the art, of course. For the for the, for the art. Um, but I've waited for the next stop, and then it's like, okay, this is my stop, and I just go to the next car. Yeah. 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 She might've done that. I mean, it was, it was very, it was, um, very difficult, but I also kind of felt like, okay, if I can handle that, you know what I mean? Like there's something about being sick or having something so fucked up like that happen and having to take care of yourself. That makes you feel like a New Yorker. You know what I mean? I was like, I, I was like, there's no one else but me to do this. And I have myself and, if that lady in the suit can do it, that I can do it. And you know what I mean? And, and it made me tougher for sure. It, it definitely changed. It also taught me the lesson that like you only really have yourself in a lot of ways. And I know a lot of people think that sounds sad, but I don't think it sounds sad at all. No, I, I think, think that's, that's empowering. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it's, it's, it is, but could you please just ask one of your friends to go next time? <laughs> I'm not saying there's going to be a next time. I think next time you go by yourself and you do a double. You do a double. (laughs) You get out and you're like, do one more. Do one more. Just make sure you got everything. Can I get a hysterectomy while you're down there? Because I (laughs) I really can't be fucking doing this anymore. (laughs) No, really. that's It kind of ties back to, um, and we'll wrap it up soon, but, um, you know, you – when I say like you can create your own life in New York city, you're accountable for yourself. Um, that's a very powerful thing. And also, um, everything that you, it's so hard here that when you do things here and you succeed, it feels so gratifying. Like that was a very difficult thing, but like to be like, I dealt with that. I continued on my life. I, you know, I graduated from college. I got the job that I wanted. You know, I, I did stand up comedy. Like there, people don't do that in other places and like people don't people don't survive here and i'm not exaggerating people don't survive here often so to survive and like even thrive here 
is very, it feels very empowering and it's definitely sure. changed my life. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So now after this department, you moved to Bushwick. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, and that was the most, well, I lived in Williamsburg for a time. We talked about the, okay. the hotel palace that I right. lived in and, um, you know, the various warehouse loft spaces I lived in, but my shittiest apartment was in Bushwick and it was like maybe five, six years ago. Um, and Bushwick was like kind of Williamsburg-y, but the thing is it tries to brand itself as Williamsburg, but it's dirtier. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Williamsburg was cool and edgy, but it wasn't covered in shit all the time. Bushwick is covered in human Bushwick's and dog. Bushwick's not all the way gentrified either. And also, I think that just the aesthetics of the neighborhood, um, when you think of Bushwick, or at least when I think of Bushwick, mm-hmm. it's like under the train tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking yes. of like Broadway. Yes. And I'm thinking we're under the train tracks. And, you know, there's like something dripping on me that I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's very dark because it's under the train tracks. And like, you know, there's a little bit more rundown buildings. Whereas it's industrial also feels like. Very industrial. Yeah, yeah depending yeah. on like where you are. And then in Williamsburg, it's like everything is bright. Everything's been renovated. Yes. And there's brand new buildings on the wall. And, you know, there's the it's water. It's by the water. Front. Yeah. It's like yeah. very, it's a totally different feel. Yes. So Bushwick. I got my own place on 299 Stanhope Street. Ooh. And I thought that was cool because it reminded me of Doug Stanhope. It was <laughs> painted bright red, the whole building. It looked like Satan's house. Like wow. the, 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 the two was like hanging off the hinge. It was like, it, this is bad news. Um, you and have a three-legged cat at the time also. I did have a three-legged cat. Destiny, shout out. Um, R.I.P. Queen. Um <laughs> I had a lot of ragtag cats from my time volunteering at animal shelters, but this place was, uh, I mean, okay. So in Bushwick, they do this thing where they like reno these, these shithole apartments um, to try to make them look modern, but it's just a veneer of things. But so it's, it's like, like, okay, I totally, it's like I renovated it myself. Yes. yes. Like you stapled <laughs> on, like I took, I glue sticked down mm-hmm. like fake marble. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It's like the doorknob has fallen off of the door. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing that I found with uh, another friend that lived in Bushwick. She had this apartment that was quote unquote, a loft space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, and they were like, you know how they have like exposed brick, like that's yeah. super trendy. She sure. just had like, exposed wires and pipes yeah it's just and then they they sell it like oh it's it's like this industrial feel and it's like no you didn't finish the construction yes yes everything it's slumlords it's slumlords realizing that like asshole hipsters like me want to be in this location because this is where all the art stuff is happening and they are they're not safe in any way shape or form these apartments so we we move into this place me my insanely unhinged roommate who was so anxious about New York City that she was sleeping with knives under her pillow. That's okay. not helpful. Yeah. You scared like, a little bit? A little bit scared. And, and I'm like, what happens if in the middle of the night you freak out because you think someone's in the apartment? JK, it's me. Now you stabbed me. You also, know what like, I mean? what makes you think you know how to stab into a person's skin? Right, like, right, that's right. not, it doesn't just come to you to know how to defend yourself. Yeah, but when night. you've been fantasizing Tracy- about it forever- you yes, you can sleep with a knife under your pillow. I trust yes. that. I would definitely get stabbed in the head if I did that, though. <laughs> yeah, I would wake up bleeding from the neck and be like, "Oh, come on! This is to protect me." A portion of my neck. Where's my wine? <laughs> I need a pad. And then I and then I'd say to her, like, now I became the enemy because I'm the one like telling her everything's okay, and she's like, everything's not okay, and I'm like, maybe not with the knives, and she's like, you don't know. I I, I honestly think that she had gotten sexually assaulted, and this is why she was like this, but she wasn't acknowledging it. So it's like now I'm living with this person who's very unstable. I'm everything is falling apart at the seams. They the one day I smelled gas, and I called, um, you know, Con Ed. They came in and they were like your building person connected the gas line by hand. So mm-hmm. they didn't, I did they didn't, it. I'm telling you, I did the renovation on this <laughs> apartment by myself. That I, I totally know what you mean. It's like, did you guys look, do you know there's building codes? Yes. Okay. And when I say the gas line by hand, I mean, they use their hand to turn it. Right. It's not tight it. enough. There's it's, no wrench involved. They didn't use a single wrench for the <laughs> gas 
lie. It's like a cap of a Poland spring bottle. You just yes, I, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. I'm like kind of twisted it, so it was oh, close. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great to know. They're like, if you didn't call us, you certainly would have died eventually. I'm like, oh, good, great, great. So I, you know, I'm calling this landlord like constantly, and I'm using my Karen voice, you know, and he'd always be like you're too white woman. It's too white woman. Like you're too white for this apartment. I'm like, yeah, I'm still, a pro- I don't want to die. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, Cause the thing is like gas kills, uh, gas does not discriminate. Yeah. 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 I, I know that I'm being like kind of a bitch right now about not wanting to die of carbon monoxide poisoning, <laughs> but you're so going to level with me. The final straw was we got. Oh, that wasn't it. Okay. That was not it. We cool. got fucking black mold. Okay. And it was on my ceiling. Now also, by the way, this building had families in it, like kids. Obviously I don't want me to have black mold, but like, like, and a lot of them were undocumented immigrants. So they're not going to complain to the landlord Mm because they're afraid of him calling immigration on them. So I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. I'm calling you out. Cause if it's here, then it's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, black did they come mold. and put wallpaper on it? So they tried to send the fucking super. Oh my God, do- I was joking. Mm-hmm. They tried to send the super to do the old scrape, scrape, paint over with white paint. Yeah, and yeah I was, that's what you do. That's yeah, how you yeah. fix black mold. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not deep. Now it's, it's deep white in the mold. Yes. And I was, good like, kind. I was like, <laughs> white is right. Okay, so. <laughs> So I am, and I, th- at this point I worked on, I worked up on 70, I worked on like Fashion Avenue, like next to Versace. I had like a really nice fucking office and there's me on, on I think maybe Park Avenue, one of the fancy ones, um, just standing on the street, screaming at this guy, being like, your fucking supers are coming in and scraping and painting over. Oh, am I a white woman? How's this sound? You're like, fucking briefcase, what? New York Times, <laughs> Wall Street Journal. I'm on a bento box, your Slacks. fucking ass. Do you know how many abortions I've had, motherfucker? I'll kill you. Because I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not dying for you. I'm not dying for you, okay? I've gone through too much. So then he... Uh, he tr- he tells me that he's going to send another guy. And I was like, you know what you're going to do? Send an additional worker. An additional guy to scrape. And I'm like, that you will do no such thing. And I'm like, I'm going to hire a mold expert and I am going to pay for that. And then whatever amount I pay is coming out of your rent. And that's how we're going to do that. Oh, and he, yeah, well, that's because he all, it was all about money. It's all about money with slumlords. You have to hit them in their pockets. Yeah. So I, so I hired a mold expert. Um, we had to like remove the cats from the apartment. They had hazmat suits. The cats had hazmat suits? <laughs> Has cat suits. Um, no, we had to keep them at another apartment. We couldn't be in the apartment for two days. They found black mold everywhere and they had to like basically we moved they burned out. down the apartment <laughs> yeah, we moved out right away they were like and they were again we were fine because we caught it like early but the, but they were like this is all over they're gonna have to like basically tear down this whole oh fucking building like like you know the fact that what's it showed- the address because um we're gonna share in the facebook group if that <laughs> it's, 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 people are probably still living there 299 stanhope street i'm writing this down uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> 299 Stanhope red door um and on my way I moved out and, and like luckily they were like you're fine you haven't been exposed to it for very long but it's gonna keep like it's probably all over the building and I remember on my way out I knocked on everyone's door and was just like hey you're like hey there's mold they're not yeah. doing anything move out we got to band together we're a union i'm fucking karen and i'm here for it bitch um well no because i knew that they weren't going to tell the other the other people in the building and i knew that like I, I was like i just need these people to know how dangerous this is um before i leave so how much were you paying for your apartment Ooh, good. Twelve hundred dollars. Okay. Each. Each. Okay. okay. So you were paying twenty four hundred for the yes for okay. the the mold. Fucking- Which apartment were you? Do you remember? Uh, I think two L. 
Okay, so right now I see two R. Oh yeah, two uh, R. I was two R. Yeah, yeah. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, I was two R. Yeah. Like Janice Rossi. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. A whore lives in your building, and two R. Goodfellas, come on. Yeah. I, I. Oh shit, shit. I didn't pick up that ref. Oh wow. Um. So two R. I'm looking at it right now. It's twenty eight hundred. So it actually has not really gone up because it's a shithole. No, that's a lot. $2,800 for a two-bedroom? No, but I mean, if it was $2,400 years ago, that's really not a big Three years jump. ago. Five, six years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where was the mold mostly? Where'd you first discover it? In my bedroom. And luckily, I was close. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was on the further end of the apartment. Um, mm-hmm. So the one facing the out, like the Isn't it the weird? Street. Like looking up, you know, as a New Yorker, like we have so many apartments and there's so much real estate going on. And it's like, do you ever look at your old apartments and see if they're on, um, online and then you're like, I lived inside of that. That's pictures of my house. I know. It's so weird. It's so weird. It was such a (laughs) shithole. It was definitely the biggest shithole I'd ever. Yep. There we go. And it looks cute. It was cute looking, but that's what Bushwick is. It's cute on the outside. And, and boldy on the inside and mm-hmm. filled with poison and mold. Isn't that what New York is? Yeah. Yeah. You almost died so many ways in that apartment. Yeah. The knives in your neck, the black mold, yeah. the white mold, the mm-hmm. gas. The gas. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Andrea, that is insane. I can't even believe it. Nevertheless, I know that you have like so many others to, like, that's just her first apartment mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just this is just the tip of the iceberg folks yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna revisit andrea part two three four and five make yeah. sure that you're subscribed to this podcast go to only make sure that you share this show so we can make more andrea make sure that they're following you where could they follow you andrea comedy 69 on instagram and check out my other podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Tracy, where can they follow you? Find you. Okay, so listen, I really need you guys to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just been a really rough uh, few days and I need the followers because I'm really, I'm trying on Twitter. I'm really trying. I'm mm. trying to give you guys content. So you can follow me uh, at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I on Instagram and Twitter. You can go to TracyCarnazzo.com for all of my information and make sure you go uh, to OnlyInNewYorkPod.com. I know we already said it, but do it again because we have so many things to offer. We have uh, the live show for sale. Mm-hmm. We have holographic stickers. We have, you could buy a shout out. You could sponsor one of the shows. I mean, you could have sauce and balls with us virtually there. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Endless. You could also listen to my other podcast, 90 day fiance trash talk or teen mom trash talk. It's amazing. And if you're listening to this show, you absolutely love us and we love you too. Hmm. Make sure you're giving us a five-star rating and a great review on iTunes because it means so much to us. Yeah. What are you fucking doing right now? Log into iTunes and write a review. The fact that I am still alive right now to tell (laughs) these stories is a goddamn miracle. So why do you make it worth my fucking time? Okay, wait, I have have one more project. Hold on. Yes. Okay, this is what I want everyone to do. So Mm -hmm. you're just listening and I know you're alone. You're in your car, you're working, whatever you're doing. Why don't you tell one person? Mm-hmm. That's what I want you to do today. This is for me. It's Personally, my birthday today. Mm-hmm. It's my birthday. It's Andrea's birthday and it's Hems's yeah. birthday. That's so weird. And it's all of our anniversaries and mm-hmm. it's all of our, um, just like everything. Today. This is today's the day. Today's um, day. So what I need you to do is just tell one person that you think might like the podcast. Tell them about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell them to listen. Deprive them from us and your lives. Are you what do you hate everyone? Selfish. Selfish. Seriously, Hamda, you have basically the first podcast ever happened. You're in the Podcasting Hall of Fame. Tell us about what's going on over there. Well, I do think like echoing you guys, Twitter at us that everything's okay. Just say that. Yeah. At all of us, everything's okay. You know, my Twitter's at Hamda, C-H-E-M-D-A. My podcast is Keith and the Girl. Find us, share it with your friend. And if somebody shared it with you, tweeted us what their name is. Like, mm. just shout out the person who told you about this. Scream it from the roof. So we really appreciate it. And it helps us create yet another episode. Yeah. And also, if you want to talk to us about any of this or you want to see the inside of uh, Andrea's Black Mold Apartment, go over to Facebook and join Only in New York podcast Facebook group because we're having all the fun. Yes.
and maybe get a little bit of bowls sauce. 